On Friday, April 7th, the doors to the sprawling Exhibition Center London opened wide, welcoming thousands of Star Wars fans from all over the world. Star Wars Celebration London was a four-day event that ran during Easter weekend. It featured panels filled with celebrities and talent from the Star Wars universe, exclusive series trailers, and sneak peeks at some of the upcoming Star Wars stories and memorabilia. And Star Wars Celebration offers so much for fans. Some of the greatest cosplayers shine in their unique takes on characters from George Lucas's galaxy. The Collecting Track hosts a series of panels presented by our peers, covering some of the rarest and most interesting items produced over the past 50 years. There are droid builders and swag hunters, photo ops and autograph sessions, room sales and meals with friends, and those random run-ins and magical moments that make a Star Wars Celebration weekend simply unforgettable. This is our chance to return to the convention and to experience it together. This is four days live in London through the stories and reporting captured by our friends. This is Star Wars Celebration London 2023. And this is, well, actually, I think I'll leave this one to our two new friends. 12-year-old Kenobi Wenzel and 10-year-old Uma Wenzel, sending Star Wars love from London. Take it away, Padawans. From Coruscant to Tatooine and every planet in between, this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. leading up to Celebration London, I asked a few of our collector friends if they would share updates and moments live from the convention. They kindly obliged, and thanks to them and to the magic of podcasting, we'll travel with them back to the weekend to join them at Celebration. It looks like Mike DiStefano has arrived, so let's check in with him on Wednesday evening, a little more than a day before Star Wars Celebration London officially begins. Hey, David, it's Mike DiStefano. It's the first day here for me in London. I feel like I've been up for 30 hours. But before I put my head on the pillow, just wanted to do a quick little recap of what pre-day two of Celebration looked like. The, the excitement's already here, having connected with people right out of the gate today upon getting here at the hotel puts you right back into that feel of what Celebration is all about. I was able to link up with Chris Logley, Chris and Courtney Wyman, and we did a little bit of touring of London, had some amazing gelato, and then came back 
to the hotel, checked in, uh, met a friend, Bill Rapine, for dinner, along with Chris and Courtney. And then we walked over to the Crown Plaza to meet up with another larger group of people who were hanging out at the bar there. It was Bill Cable, Derek Ho, Darren McAleese, Ross Cuddy, Tom Stewart, Jim Gibbons, Chris Jorgulius was there. And so we hung out for another couple hours, just catching up, seeing each other. So wonderful to see people from overseas to us, but either from Europe or parts of Asia that we haven't seen because they haven't been able to travel due to COVID when the last time celebration was happening. And so it was just a really good first day that reminds you of what makes celebration so wonderful. So tomorrow we'll be up in about five hours. We'll take a gander over into Excel London and check out the hall, start getting set up for things. So it started and, and we're getting ready to go. So this will be the first of many late nights and I, I just can't wait for the rest of the weekend to go and get here. David, wish you were here and all the others that can't make it. I, I, you will be missed and we will try and live it up the best we can for all of you. I'll be back again at you. It's Thursday, Celebration Eve, and our friend Carl Reeder traveled in from Singapore, and fellow Georgia Alliance Club member Narayan Naik also touched down on English soil today. And Dan Uthman flew in from the West Coast and has started his tour of the surrounding area in search of shooting locations for Star Wars live-action series and films. Let's connect with them and hear about their experiences so far. David, I hope you're well. I've just finished my epic 14-hour flight from Singapore to London. Strangely, this is the first time I've been back in the UK for the last three years, which is quite crazy, um, but a great opportunity to be back, seeing friends and here for celebration. Couldn't be more excited. I hope to send a few more messages your way over the course of the weekend but I thought I'd kick it off just letting you know that I've arrived safely and couldn't be more excited to see what this weekend has in store for everybody. Hi, David. This is Narayan Naik from Atlanta, Georgia. I uh, just wanted to make a recording for your Celebration Europe podcast uh, coming up. Um, I had just landed at Heathrow Airport in London, it's about 11.45 a.m. local time on Thursday, um, April 6th. Uh, was had a pretty good flight, was able to get some rest and sleep, uh, pretty good meals. Um, so ready now to get my bags and get on the London Underground on the way to uh, my hotel, which is the Aloft Excel. Uh, right next to the convention center. So hopefully that should take only about an hour's worth of time after I get my bags, go through customs, um, and uh, look forward to starting this trip, um, catching up with old friends, meeting new ones, um, seeing friends that I've known online, in person, and uh, it should be a great time. 
More to come. Hello, Star Wars prototypes and production. This is Dan Uthman in London, England, where Big Ben is about to ring at midnight on the eve of Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023. We're going to get started on Friday morning very early, but I wanted to recap a little bit about what we've seen so far here. Uh, England is a place that is rich with Star Wars filming sites. I can't encourage people enough to come here and check them all out. You need a solid week to pull it off because they're so far flung from the north to the extreme southern coast uh, and all throughout the city of London as well, thanks to Andor and Rogue One and Pinewood. It's hard to get into, but if maybe you can finagle your way in there. But there's enough beyond the studios themselves that are publicly accessible that make it fully worth the trip. So my trip started this morning uh, in London by taking the railway into town and checking out a building that is a site of season two of Andor. Then we headed over to uh, the Barbican, which is essentially like the Kennedy Center of England, um, theater and and cinema and a library residences for 4,000 people. Um, it's a pretty prominent complex in central London, uh, that was built between the 1950s and finally completed in 1982, if you can believe that, but it's true. But anyway, uh, if you watch episode seven of Andor and a number of other episodes, you're going to see some familiar sights uh, from the Barbican um, complex. Um, and after that, you know, you, there's no stopping in London without going to see the Canary Wharf, the underground, the furthest down platform in that station uh, is where you get to see... Uh, one of the quick scenes from Rogue One. I think you guys are all familiar with it. And then near there now also, um, just essentially through an indoor shopping mall, the Canada Place, uh, you come to uh, the uh, plaza outside of the ISB from Andor. Um, so anyway, that was how I spent the first part of my day. Second half of my day was spent over at the convention center um, helping... Um, some friends set up their booth. Uh, and I have to say, um, I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing over there. I know the crowds are going to be heinous. Um, I think this, the attendance for this celebration Europe is going to be at least double what it was in 2016 here in London. Um, but just from a few of the booths I've looked at already, um, and I only went in the South show floor, not the North. Um, I probably saw, more interesting and more extensive vintage products, whether it was, you know, toys or oddballs that I saw, you know, over four days in Anaheim in 2022. So anyway, very exciting for that. Um, tomorrow, the day is going to start early. Uh, queuing can begin at eight, two hours before the doors open. Um, and there's a big Lucasfilm showcase to kick off the whole event. There's a number of other really great panels. Um, 
the collecting track is going to be fabulous this time, along with the medallions that will be handed out. So anyway, I'm going to check out now. It's time for bed. I'm going to get about five hours before I need to be ready to be out there and in line. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow, and we know it's going to be a great one. Thank you. It's Friday, and Celebration London is finally here. Over the next few days, we'll hear a lot from UK collector Zia Resvi, who lives in West London. Every time I hear him say, Hi, David, it brings a smile to my face, and I can't wait to hear his latest report. Hi, David. It is uh, 6.30 a.m. in uh, West London, where I'm based. Um, I'm about to set off for the convention centre, which is the other side of uh, London. Um, I live at a place called Twickenham, and it should take me about uh, an hour and a half to get there by public transport. So here we are. Yeah, very excited uh, to go. Um, it's my first uh, celebration since uh, 2016. Uh, really looking forward uh, to attend the panels, but also really uh, to meet all the friends from all over the world. So here we go. Uh, catch you later. Hi, David. It's um, 8.40 a.m. Uh, just got in. Um, loads of people. Very crowded. People dressed up, cosplays and stuff like that. People with uh, lightsabers. Um, I can see there's a lot of buzz here. So we're just about to get in inside probably an hour's time. So, um, yeah, speak to you later. Bye. Hi, David. Um, yeah, just got in. Um, started setting up the collector track panel. Uh, met uh, Gus Lopez and the rest of the crew. Um, put on my T-shirt uh, as a volunteer for the panels. Pretty excited about it. Um, people are coming gradually in. Uh, the doors have not been opened yet for the big public. Um, so, yeah, um, all set up and uh, ready to go. Hey, David, it's Mike DeStefano. I'm standing in front of the GW Acrylic vendor booth here right about half hour before guests are going to start entering. And they have this beautiful Palatoy Death Star acrylic case. It sits on and it uh, on a like a black dais and it spins. It is utterly beautiful how you can turn that around and see all aspects of it. I was thinking that maybe a certain Death Star, and I had some help from my friends from Ireland last night. Put this thought in my head that this would look phenomenal on top of the the Death Star setup I have at my place as a perfect topper, kind of picture like an angel or a star on a Christmas tree. In addition, they have an Ewok Village uh, acrylic case that they're now ready to put out. They have this amazing looking box with vintage figures and all the weapons displayed around the back of it. Sort of picture the backdrop and an open box with the figures in front in acrylic and then all the weapons encased in acrylic. I've never seen anything like this display before. I don't know if it's a custom or if it's now they're beginning to offer these individual weapons, but it's beautiful. 
as I walk around the rest of the booth, they have their standard cases. Uh, there's an AT-AT in a box here. Um, it just really, really looks amazing and adds to the presentation. And that Death Star that I was describing is is amazing. They have stands for figures with all the names etched into them. Um, really good stuff for GW Acrylic and Ian's display. And I can give personal reference on just how good their products are. Hi, David. Uh, the second collector's panel is about to start. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, it's about 1.30 p.m. A uh, lot of crowd and celebration. A uh, lot of excitement, a lot of buzz. Um, so went around and uh, had a look at some of the stores and a lot of vintage stuff there. Exciting. Very expensive, but uh, yeah, not bad. Uh, but so far, I'm enjoying it. Uh, catch you later. Walking a little further this morning, I'm coming upon the Celebrity Inc. autograph booth in the top row of the stuff that they list as a Frank Oz. It has a Peter Cushing, an Alec Guinness with another Peter Cushing next to it. It, it just makes you stop and say, wow. Uh, and listening to a friend who uh, talked with them a little bit yesterday, they acquired a private collection uh, somebody who stopped collecting around 2002 or 2003, and they brought a lot of those pieces to the show. And it's another little gem that you can find on the floor here. Uh, my purchase yesterday from them as part of all of that was a Liam Neeson index card framed out with uh, a nice 8x10 from Phantom Menace. So I've been looking for a Liam Neeson for a while, so to come across it, find it here was a, a nice bonus. Hi, David. Uh, it's coming to uh, 3 p.m. now. So we got at the, the third collector's panel on posters. That'll start soon. Uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, there was a lot of buzz, a lot of noise uh, this morning, but I think it's calmed down a bit. Uh, a lot of people still around, uh, enjoying themselves. So, yeah, catch you later. Hi, I'm with uh, Julie here, who's uh, doing a cosplay on... The Seven Sister. Seven Sister, yes. So you have the full costume and all that. So tell me, why, why, are, you, why are you doing this? Why are you in... um, I like bad guys, and I love this character. She's um, really cool. She can fly with a lightsaber. And she's voiced by Sarah Michelle Gellar, who was Buffy. So, uh, yeah, I just really like the look of the character, um, and it's a really nice costume to wear. And uh, how long are you here? For the full four days? Yeah, we're here for the full four days. Um, so a nice long holiday from work. And uh, what do you do for the... For a living, I am a risk manager for Capital One. And what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to the Villains panel on Sunday, which I've got tickets for. Excellent. Thank you very much, Judy. Enjoy. Thank you. Hi, David. Uh, we've got here two visitors from uh, from France uh, at Celebration. I will let them introduce themselves. So, Hi, uh, I'm Timothy. I'm from France in Normandy. I'm uh, Jeremy. I'm uh, from uh, France. So, guys, uh, how are you finding it so far? Is it good? You're enjoying it? Ah, yeah, yeah, it's a real pleasure. A lot of fans, a lot of stuff. Uh, we, we love it. Okay, and what are your expectations for the next few days? Because you're here for four days, aren't you? Uh, some uh, news, uh, new new panels. Uh, photo. Photo, oui, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
photograph with uh, with some uh, yeah, yeah. some and, guests. And you're also after the uh, the collector panel. You're gonna go there, aren't you? Are... Yeah, we such uh, okay. this uh, collecting track. Okay. Uh, Are you collectors yourself? Yeah. What do you collect? I collect uh, sideshow, sideshow side premium format. Uh, All modern stuff, not not vintage. No, not vintage. Okay. Uh, too much speculation uh, for us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for talking to me. Enjoy. No Thank you. Hi, David. Uh, I'm with uh, Matthias. Uh, he's uh, from Germany, and uh, he's one of the sponsors of the Collectors Panel. Um, so I'm going to ask him some questions here. Hi, Matthias. Hello. So tell me, where are you from originally? I'm from Berlin, Germany. Okay. And um, what do you collect? Uh, I'm collecting all kinds of things like posters and action figures and press kits and um, yes, paper material and everything I really like, what catches my eye. Excellent. And uh, what's your impression of Celebration so far? I love it. I'm, this time I'm usually only at the collecting track, but I would like to explore more uh, booths. But um, yes, I like it. I like the people here. It's fantastic. Okay. And what are you lo looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the new new series like Ahsoka and um, Mandalorian and um, yeah, maybe getting some nice ideas what what to collect. You can spend, as you know, a fortune on on things on the on the dealers booths. So yeah, I'm looking looking forward and to meet new people and again then meet people I already have met um, um, another time. It's just fan, okay. friends and, and and guys, which is great. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, Matthias. You're welcome. Okay. Hi David, I've got uh, the one and only uh, Jim Swearengin, uh, who's going to talk to me about the story. Tell, tell us, to, Jim. Uh, hi. Um, I was talking about uh, having some sculptors show up at uh, one of the conventions in Nashville, ICCC, and his name was Steve Geddes. He was uh, he was one of the principal sculptors on the early Star Wars stuff, and the story went that that he told on stage was that he wor was working on the Dagobah playset and had been working on it for months and, it, and it, part of it was he was polishing it and, and changing it and doing it, all this stuff over and over again he got so bored that he decided to put some easter eggs in it so he put his daughter's name in the back of a snake that was carved into the base, and his wife's name is in there somewhere. And then he was really wanted to see if he'd get something past all the people that had to prove it. So he did a self-portrait that's hidden in the tree, the roots of the tree, where Joe's uh, house was. So he carved this little portrait of himself, and it went through. Lots and lots of, you know, everybody had to approve it and go through it and make sure, you know, that everything was looking exactly right and it's perfect and all that stuff. And it rated all the way up to the head of the engineering and design department, and he had to sign off on it. So he turned it over to him, and he thought for sure they were going to come back and say, you got to change this, you got to get rid of that face and all that stuff. But he made it all the way into production. Fantastic. So at the show, he was telling the story on stage, and after he got off the stage, the, all the collectors went out and searched every day in the whole, uh, the whole uh, exhibit area, 
and brought him to him to sign and to show him where the uh, the Easter eggs were hidden. Fantastic. So he was, and then he was also working on the Rancor monster. So they went out and cleared all the Rancor monsters out of the exhibitor area and brought to him. And he had brought his waxer to show people how they actually started the stuff. Fantastic. And he was branding them. He was taking his hot waxer and carving his signature into the foot pads of the Rancor monster. So it was just really funny that the collectors just went crazy about hearing all these stories. So I've been trying to find some more sculptors to come to the shows, but right now I, I'm a little, it's been very hard to talk in because most of them have gone back to doing art and right, right. and kind of living the simple life of, of course, you know, creativity. But and they they think it's too much like public speaking. Right, so, right. So I, I'm still working on them. Okay, Maybe excellent. next time. Thank you very much for your time, Jim. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Thanks. May the force be with you. <laughs> Hi, David. Um, well, this is it. Uh, last panel, collector's panel is finished just now. Uh, a nice piece on uh, the rocket firing Boba Fett. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, so just waiting for room sales. Um, Pretty exhausting day, uh, first day. A uh, lot, uh, lot to see, lot to do, uh, but enjoyed it. Met some great friends and, and you know, uh, made some new friends too. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully I'll give you some update on room sales soon. Bye. And let's check back in with Carl for a quick update. DQ, quick update for you. So incredibly busy here today. I cannot get over how many people there are. It has just blown my mind. Most of our day has been spent queuing for queuing, for queuing for another queue. Um, so, but with that said, hasn't disrupted our enthusiasm for being here. The cosplay is fantastic. There's a real buzz and atmosphere in the air. Can't wait to get stuck in. Uh, for this evening and for the rest of the weekend. And Zia, how was room sales tonight? Well, David, <laughs> what a day. Just finished room sales. Uh, got kicked out within, I would say, 15 minutes. Um, but I'm happy. I managed to sell two of my three items I had brought uh, for sale. Um, but it was fun, uh, quite an experience since it was my first room sales. Um, so actually they moved to another hotel, but I just I have to go home. It's quite late. Uh, it's about 9 p.m. Uh, I've got an early start again tomorrow. So anyway, um, enjoyed the day today. It was fantastic. I'm uh, looking forward uh, for the next uh, few days of celebration. Catch you later. This is Dan Uthman again from Celebration Europe for Star Wars prototypes and production. Uh, I'm not speaking with a British accent yet, but I definitely feel like I'm thinking with a British accent, which is an interesting phenomenon. Um, probably one of those reasons is one of my Friday highlights as I wrap up the first day of Celebration here was walking out of the Making of Andor panel and had my little uh, shoulder bag on, and there was this woman um, outside the exits handing out swag. And I don't do a lot of swag, but I do have a great appreciation for it. So I was like, oh, there's a perfect person to trade with. 
turns out that person was the woman from the Andor episode shot at Cleveland's, the beach in northwestern England, uh, who was uh, kind of sipping on a water bottle or whatever that was. Looked like the kind of water bottle you'd use like during wrestling practice when you were in high school or something. But anyway, all these people were just like walking past her onto their next thing, and she was handing out swag, and no one really recognized her because it was very small swag. But if you look closer, it was sand from the beach of Niamos, which is the planet that Andor uh, was uh, arrested on. Um, And she had it on a little card back in this little vial um, with like actual, you know, the front looks kind of like a vintage card with a big Andor logo on it. And on the back, it was like a still shot of her very quick scene, obviously. Um, uh, no speaking part in that one. Um, and uh, it was interesting because that was the second person I'd met from Andor on Friday who didn't have a speaking part, um, where I met with Aiden Cook, who has been in a number of things, uh, starting with uh, The Force Awakens, uh, he was Baba Joe in that one. He was Two Tubes um, in Rogue One and Andor. And the Doctor also in Andor with, uh, I think, four arms, right? Am I wrong about that? You can check me on that one, David. Uh, but anyway, um, <clears throat> after that, I was at uh, the Jazzwares booth doing some research uh, for some uh, fellow podcasters of yours and friends of ours. Um and I noticed there was this person that looks really familiar. And the person looked really familiar because I had just seen them on the making of Andor panel 15 minutes, 20 minutes earlier. And uh, so I walked over to this person. I said, did I just see you on a panel? And it was this guy with his wife, and his name is Luke Hull, and he's actually the production designer for the entire Andor series. So that was a nice serendipitous thing, and one of those things that does happen at uh, Celebration at times, uh, very wonderfully. So we talked for a good 10 minutes as well. Um, it was mostly me flattering him all the time, but I was shameless about it. I did not care, just because I'm such a fan of the show. Um, and his wife was sort of like, sort of suggestively tugging at his arm to say, we gotta go, <laughs> we gotta go. But I appreciate that... Um, Eventually, they warmed up, and um, we had a very nice conversation about set dressings and locations, uh, which I had spoken about in my previous installment, um, and uh, a few set dressing pieces and proppy pieces that I have, um, prop-related pieces from this show as well. So, anyway, it was great. Um, it was one of my certainly highlights of the day. Uh and we will see what happens on Saturday, the second day, um, because there might be a few more Andor conversations I may have if I'm really lucky. So stay tuned. Thank you again, and we'll keep you posted. Saturday, April 8th, 
Let's return to the Excel Center and see what the second day of Star Wars Celebration has in store for all of us. Hi, David. Um, day two. Uh, got in there. Uh, it's about 8.30 a.m. Um, very quiet. Uh, the crowd is queuing up outside, including my kids. But, uh, uh, like, uh, as I say, I'm, as an exhibitor, I can get in early, so it's great. Um, I just met up with uh, Jesse Soberman from Hawaii. Pleasure meeting him. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to the day. Uh, a lot of exciting panels. Uh, the Ahsoka panel today. So uh, that should be good. I've got tickets for that. Uh, so, anyway, speak to you later. Bye. Hi, David. Um, I'm with uh, Ben Potter uh, at his stand, Toys of Tatooine. Uh, so, hello, Ben. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. It's been a stressful, uh, <laughs> but it's been massively, massively successful. It's been fantastic to see everyone. Uh, scary thing is, like, you know, Friday was, wasn't even sold out. We were on Saturday morning. And it is sold out, so uh, I dread to think what today is going to be like. But yeah, it's like I say, stressful, but massively. What massively. sort of uh, items have you been selling? Uh, mostly modern. So the Black Series has been, I've got a stall full of it, it's been absolutely pumped. So I'm just like really going heavy on it today, and okay. a lot of the modern chips, but uh, like I said to you before, to be fair, like I want it shifting, so I've, like, I've priced it very fairly. Like, like my, my store is, apart from like the vintage figures, I like to think everything's fairly priced because you know these these events are eye-wateringly expensive. So you know this is a stall to come out, and you can come away. You walk away, you've got 20, 30 pounds. You can walk away with a handful of stuff. So I'm actually just reducing stuff now because I'm just sick to death of it. So, okay. yeah, so if you want to you want a holdo for four pound, yeah, come down. Like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Yeah. And uh, so, what are you looking forward for the rest uh, of the days and uh, celebration? Uh, money. Not gonna lie. No, uh, no, no, no. No, obviously the the, the take-ins are meeting people, but I, I I haven't had the chance to go around and like introduce myself and have a look at uh, you know other people's stalls. I've, uh, I've just gone over to uh, like the Gramps Vintage Cars. I've had a good old chat with him because he's come over from America. Right. Uh, but it's just that the, the problem is you don't get much time to restock, and it is constant. Everything's constant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just haven't had much time to get around. So it'll be very very quiet. Hopefully on the Monday. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm just gonna get off for an hour and just like try and get. Some some photos and stuff Excellent. like there's all sorts of the, the props look the absolutely props, exactly. amazing yeah, yeah. fortunately my stall overlooks the uh, the big yeah. screen so like usually when stuff comes to a standstill I can look over and look over the new Brilliant. trailers so yeah there's, there's that like Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> why, why don't you pop into the collector stage you know there's some great I'm, panels yeah, there going to try to I might even be able to do it today because I've got I've got four of the staff on but uh, I don't the thing is it's, it's my stall so I don't really sure. leave people in the lurch but no so I just want to get out and uh, have a Brilliant. look so yeah right. thank you very yeah. much okay thanks yeah, a lot thank Hi, David. Um, I am with uh, Ian Sanderson uh, from uh, Ian, Ian's Display Accessories. Uh, he's got a, a stand here at Celebration. So, Ian, how are you? All good, thank you very much. Nice to be home. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, no, really good. I, uh, I kind of ducked out of yesterday's uh, uh, sales for, uh, for a soccer game, but uh, ready to go again now. Okay. And how's business going? Yeah, we did really well yesterday. In fact, probably better than I thought we'd do. Um, I say normally on the Friday, the first day, everybody's after all the panels and the, the collector tracks and this stuff. Not, not really on their uh, 
on their uh, list, but no, we did very well. And, uh, anything, anything exciting coming up in terms of the product? Oh, yeah, well, I, I was hoping to have uh, my new range of slip stands here, and unfortunately, I didn't quite make it in time. Right. Um, so they're coming. We've got um, on the GW stand, we've got uh, four or five new cases the E Walk, the Death Star, um, and then Christian's got quite a cool looking. Uh, um, down for the uh, the Palatoy Death Star as well. So okay. a few new things coming. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what are you looking forward to uh, the rest of the celebration? The celebration. So I didn't really see very t- too many people yesterday, but so for me, it's about meeting up with some friends. Uh, certainly seeing some of the English guys. Um, Miss room sales last night, so I'm hoping there might be another round of that at some point. Um, and yeah, just to have a good time. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much, Ian. Enjoy. That wasn't too bad. (laughs) Excellent, thank you. And here's Mike in front of a very special mural. Saturday morning, about 15 minutes before the show opens, on the North Hall, there's a mural from the Rebels. It's got the wolves on the end with the main characters and the loath cats uh, all over the picture scene. It's really neat to see. It's a great photo op that they have this year at Celebration. Hi, David. Um, I've got uh, two great cosplays here, uh, dressed up and as, as Mandalorians. Uh, so uh, let me just introduce to them. Hello. Uh, hello, my name is Sven from Germany. Hey, my name is Michelle. I'm also from Germany. Right, so why don't you tell us about your costume? Yeah, um, I made it completely myself, uh, from uh, head to the toe, inclusive helmet and weapons. Um, It's a mix uh, from uh, 3D printed parts and um, handmade parts out of um, Sintra. You know know Sintra Forex? It's a kind of... um, PVC, right, and um, yeah, you can uh, you can bend it if you heat it, right, right, and yeah, so you can build your your armor and uh, with a little fantasy and a lot of um, CRLs costume requirement list uh, points uh, from the club. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's it's a MMCC, it's a, a Disney and Lucasfilm uh, affiliated um, club, and uh, we do official troops for them, right, and. And um, so we have, uh, uh, yeah, we, we have a big quality cloth. So how long, how long did it take you to make that whole costume? Uh, nearly half a year. Sorry? Half a year. Half a year? Yeah, half a oh year. Oh, my God. And uh, I guess um, yeah, 3D printing is, is a big thing now. Yeah. Everything, you know, a lot, of, a lot of materials done by 3D printing. Yeah, yeah. Um, her, her costume is nearly complete. Completely, except the the cut piece and the yeah. knees, is it completely 3D printed? Right. Um, my costume, my my armor is just uh, the gauntlets are 3D printed. Right. The rest is uh, handmade from Zintra. Amazing, amazing. So uh, tell, tell tell us about your. Um celebration how's it how's the experience so far you enjoying it yeah we're enjoying it it was uh, quite full yesterday yeah um i was a bit surprised i thought today will be the day yeah um but um yeah we have a, a booth over there right and um so we so we can uh, get a little a little bit back uh, when it's too full okay and um have some uh, space for us excellent um yeah but nice nice okay. nice and uh, what are you looking 
looking forward to for the remaining of the celebration? Yeah, we we hope to meet uh, one or the other um, actor. Okay. Um, we know Simon Cassianides, right. who plays Ex Wolves in, right. in The Mandalorian. Right. Um, we met him in uh, Stuttgart on right. the Con Comic Con in Germany. Right, right. right. And uh, we will meet him tomorrow. We have a little surprise for him. Uh, I, I can tell it. He told us he never gets his own helmet. Right. So we build it for him. Oh my God. And tomorrow we will uh, give it to him. Excellent. And uh, his fiance uh, was involved. He, uh, she uh, gave us his uh, head circumference oh, right. so, so we can build it right for him, for his head. Brilliant. Yeah, and Excellent. so, yeah, uh, that will be amazing, I think. Well, anyway, thank you very much for your time. Thanks yeah, a lot. thank you. Enjoy. Yeah, same Thanks to you. Hi, David. It's 10.15. Uh, um, I'm just uh, in the queue for the uh, Ahsoka panel. Um, 45 minutes to go. Um, so, a lot of crowd. Uh, here we go. We just uh, open the doors. We are about to go inside. Catch you later. This is Dan Usman again. I'm here on the show floor with Paul Nanari from Sydney, Australia. We have a common interest that we're going to discuss here. <laughs> it is a small, child size Ewok baseball sleeve shirt with Kiko and Wicket. Not iron-on, though. It looked like it was screen-printed. Uh, light blue sleeves, white body, um, from Royalty, a uh, company in the USA. And um, why don't you tell, catch people up on our situation here? Yes. So, in all, in all fairness to me, Dan, um, I, I got a glimpse of that T-shirt, and it sparked... Uh, probably 10 extra heartbeats within a second and I was like I've never seen that before that's freaking awesome and then I got distracted and then when I turned back it was on the hangar and getting priced by me by you <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah you're an awesome guy and you're like I think I'm gonna get that and I'm like <laughs> but you didn't say it at the moment. No, no, I didn't say it at the moment. I had no I was, sense. Like, I was very, I was very. I, I had seen this at Billy's shop, I believe, and actually thought it was different. I thought it had a stain on it right. at the time. And I don't know what I was looking at because then I looked, turned it around when I was pricing it. I was like, I've seen this before, but the one I saw has a stain on it. And I was like, eh. And I looked around, and I was like, there's no stain on this. There's a little price sticker residue on the back tail. Yeah. But I was like, Billy, you had two of these. You must have, because, the, you know, the one I saw. Um, and then I think he said it was 75 pounds, 35 maybe. Pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I told him when I hung it up, I said, you know, I'm not sure this is going to make it to the show. And then... Yeah. Within like minutes or maybe seconds, <laughs> I had bought it. That's right. So then last night you mentioned. Yeah, so I'm a, a very avid collector on certain things. And when I see something that's just very unique and different, as you would know, mm -hmm. I just can't forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been dreaming about that shirt ever since it, it, it went into your beautiful hands. <laughs> and so I thought, well, what's a nice way? 
we can share obviously our our love of Star Wars and particularly this shirt and kind of um, across our collection. So I proposed last night over dinner that in five years, but I'm actually thinking maybe I should revise that to two or three years. This is the negotiation. Yeah, at the next, at, 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 in a couple of celebrations time, we'll swap. So I'll swap you an Australian um, exclusive vintage T-shirt for um, that Kiko and Wicket American one. And then we can just keep doing that over celebrations over over a period of time. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're sharing children. Um, and we'll be exchanging them. I think three years sounds good to me. Three years is good for you? Okay, awesome. That way, too, because it worried me last night when I said five years and you said, if I haven't lost it, I'm like, I don't want you to freaking put it in a box. And it, you know you know, some people put things in boxes? Sure, sure. Oh, and yeah. they never, they would, I'd be devastated if it was in a box and you couldn't find it and then we couldn't, couldn't share it. So, very cool. Totally. Okay, so we're going to have... Is this a um, joint custody, would you say? Or is it more of a swapping the kids for the weekend or the... Well, that's kind of like a joint... Well, it's up to you, whatever. It's your shirt, so you let me know you're comfortable with that. But I love it. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Hi, David. Uh, the uh, Ahsoka um, event just uh, finished. Um, we had a taste uh, of uh, an updated trailer, which was already released, and uh, we had the cast members, so it was fun to watch them all, and uh, including the uh, uh, the actor who plays uh, Admiral Tron. So <laughs> my kids got very excited. Uh, so yeah, so far so good. I'm uh, heading back to the. Uh, collector's panel um, I think the Lego panel has started already uh, so I'm going to hang around there catch you later, bye Hi David um, no, I'm standing next to a very nice lady uh, who has uh, Ahsoka Tano uh, cosplay um, it's a fantastic costume uh, and I really had to ask her some questions uh, hello Hello. what is your name? Christina Cristina, where are you from? From Barcelona, Barcelona. From Spain. So tell me about your costume. How did you come up with the idea and all that? Well, uh, I've always liked the character of Ahsoka uh, Tano. First uh, with um, the, the books and the comics and then with the series of uh, Clone Wars. I think that they, they did a really good job with the, with the character. And uh, when the Mandalorian came, came out, I really liked it. I really like it too, so I decided to do this costume. I have another one, I have the costume from Rebels okay. too, but uh, I like it this very much. No. Tell me, what does Star Wars mean to you? Why do you like Star Wars? Well, um, this, um, Star Wars is the, those kind of things you grew up uh, with. Uh, this, uh, this is something I remember since I was a child. Uh, it's like uh, something that it's always been there. It's something that it's a part of your life uh, for, for understanding, and I think that it's a it's a really really important part. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Hi, David. Uh, I'm with uh, Jean-François uh, Roland, uh, who's uh, done a fantastic book on the Kenner line called uh, Codic Vintage. Uh, uh, in my opinion, a, a real labor of love. Fantastic book. So uh, here's Jean-François. Hi, Jean-François. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. Very happy to be here. Yeah? So what's been happening since uh, you've, you've arrived at Celebration? Well, uh, 
I've been to collecting truck, of course. Yeah. I've been around. It was a bit hard to get through because it was so crowded, but also, also a lot of fun, actually, because yeah. you see people, they're all happy to be here all around the world, so I'm so pleased to be there. Okay, good. And uh, what's your expectation of, of celebration for while you were here? Uh, to meet friends, basically, yeah. and people who bought my book who I never saw before, okay. and I really wanted to, to talk with them. That was my main idea. All right. Thank you very much, Jean-François. Bye. Hi, David. Um, I'm with uh, the one and only Duncan Jenkins. Hi, Duncan. Isaiah, how are you today? I'm very well. I'm enjoying celebration. How about yourself? Same here. Yeah? So tell me what's, what's been happening. Well, we've been doing busy, busy, busy here at the uh, collecting stage. Uh, we've had a lot of great panels so far and uh, just been enjoying that. And then I got to go out and walk the floor a little bit and see what was up, out and about. Okay. And uh, what's your plan or what, what do you hope to take out of the celebration this time? Oh, boy, the best thing about it is just hanging out with people. Of course, everybody, you know, just says that. It's uh, just fun to see so many people and a lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time um, over here in Europe that, uh, you know, from other conventions. So it's, it's good to catch up with some people and meet some new people as well. Excellent. All right. Great. Thank you very much, Duncan. My pleasure. Thanks. Hi, uh, David. I'm um, here with uh, Javier Florencio, uh, who's a um, vintage um, Spanish collector. So, hi, Javier. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing very well. Nice to see you. Yeah. See ya. It's been and, great to meet you here. And, and uh, how's your celebration so far? Well, it's, it's really unbelievable. It, it was the first time for me when I arrived yesterday and I saw how big was this thing. I was really... For me, it was difficult to digest the first the first one hour. I don't, I don't know. It was really surprising. And yeah, I mean, seeing all this and meeting all these people that uh, you want to meet at least once in life, you know, in person and put a face, I think it's fantastic to have this this chance. And I, I believe you, are, you, you, are, you have a panel tonight, this evening. Uh, yep. At, what is it about? It's going to be, I call it Collecting Beyond Juguetes, which means toys in Spanish. And probably should be called Collecting Beyond Polk and PvP. And it, essentially it's uh, about collecting anything in Spain, anything produced in Spain on the vintage years beyond the very popular uh, PvP and Polk toys that everybody, especially the variant collectors, knows. Okay. And uh, what's the best thing about the celebration? I think definitively for me, what I wanted to, what I was seeking here is really to have the chance to meet uh, people in person, to put uh, uh, faces to the people that I've been uh, chatting with, uh, dealing with uh, on uh, Messenger in Facebook. <laughs> so <laughs> that, to me, that's that's the, the highlight of the that's thing. That's why we, we actually met through Messengers and all and that's yeah, what we talked Yeah, yeah, we spoke several times. Exactly. It's, it's fantastic. To, well, to thank you very in. much and uh, all the best for your talk this evening. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Hi, Hi David. Um, uh, well, day two finished. Uh, I'm uh, calling it early today. Um, it's 4:30. Uh, pretty exhausted, um, but yeah, very exciting day. Really enjoyed it. Um, looking forward for tomorrow. Hopefully, it'll be quieter. Um, anyway, catch you later. Hello, this is Dan Uthman again, reporting from the end of day two of Star Wars Celebration. Late Saturday night. I still have my voice, but uh, I'm certainly testing its limits. Um, the day began and ended with Andor in very different ways. It began with an autograph with Denise Goff, who you know as Dead Romero from Andor Season 1. And she told me a funny story 
because I asked her to sign uh, with her uh, line, Get On With It, from episode seven, where she's sort of dressing down a somewhat bumbling, unprepared junior Imperial officer. And uh, I thought that was a really good way that captured her character in like four words. Um, but anyway, she actually told me that the original line was not get on with it, but have at it. And she thought that sounded way too American. Uh, and I kind of agree. And I think we would all say that as well. So she changed it, ad-libbed it to get on with it. And uh, now I have that in my collection uh, forever. Uh, anyway, she was great. I went from her over to Kino Loy, Andy Circus. Also super gracious, also super gracious about the swag I gave them. Um, but uh, anyway, it was another full, well-stocked day. Uh, I could talk about the Hasbro panel. I could talk about the Jedi panel, which wasn't the best, but I'm sure someone else will fill everyone in on that in time. Um, but the day ended at celebration and at night with a visit with... Um, in an experience that I think we can all identify with. You know, you may have people that you know through buying and selling or offerings um, or just through social media or other electronic communications. And one of those people from me is Javier Florencio Suarez from Spain, uh, specifically Catalonia. And uh, I told him, we talked last night. I met him at his panel. He did a um, beyond the Toys panel on uh, Spanish-produced uh, Star Wars items. And if you know Javier, I've seen his uh, offerings on Facebook or elsewhere. Uh, it's quite um, surprising. And um, some of the things that really hit in Spain, both because of their country's history and uh, burgeoning economics in the 80s, um, some of the things that hit there... Uh, when, when Star Wars was sort of tailing off in the States, it was just ramping up in Spain. Um, that's one of the reasons why droids and Ewoks items were so much more um, prominently and successfully produced and sold in Spain, including, it turns out, a droids-branded tent, an Ewoks-branded tent that uh, Javier shared. But we were talking... Uh, Late last night, back at my hotel, which is very fortunately for me, has turned into a bit of a hub uh, each evening. And uh, we're talking about where we are from, and uh, Javier's from uh, Catalonia uh, uh, area of um, Europe. And uh, my grad school professor did his dissertation in Catalonia about nationalism. Uh, and territory and uh, football. Um, so anyway, Catalonia's history, you can look it up. Uh, it has a little bit of uh, Andor uh, Rogue One relation, I would say, as well. So anyway, I thought that was a pretty neat way to cap the day. And just, again, taking this opportunity and having the very fortunate um, circumstance of being here in London where you can just uh, really bond in person with people that you may have known from thousands and thousands of miles away for quite a long time. So, 
All right, well, we're going to kick off uh, Sunday next, and we'll see what the day has to offer. David, uh, this is uh, day three of celebration. Um, I'm at the Hague stand uh, with uh, Kelly. Um, hi, Kelly. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, David. How you doing? So, Kelly, how's it been so far? Oh, this show has been uh, absolutely just overwhelmingly packed with people. It's it's uh, we've, we've we've had exclusive buttons every day. We we run out earlier than we expected. The, the crowd is just loving everything we have on display. We have a rocket firing Boba Fett on display. Uh, other things that were dropped off, we have on display as well. Um, yeah, it's been one of the best shows we've had in, in some time. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what are you looking for for the next, uh, well, last day or whatever is left? Uh, oh, we're looking for uh, for anyone locally we've never met. I mean, I've never met you, yeah. So yeah. This, this is really, really great to meet people that we haven't uh, that have been clients of ours or friends of mine or people I've spoken. To, to be able, to, able to, to see them in person, talk to them about, about their collections, get more consignments, obviously, um, uh, potential buyers, bidders, consigners, or just you know, just more more friends in the hobby to, to overseas. Tell us uh, about the next uh, auction. Then. Next auction, next major auction that, that we're planning is going to be July 2023. Uh, like I said, we already have some great pieces for that auction, some great Boba Fetts, some other great other 12-inch uh, Star Wars store displays, um, uh, box ships, uh, a lot of great AFA-graded pieces that we have uh, consigned. Some at this show, some were, were brought with us and we have on display here, but we're, we're planning for a, a massive Star Wars uh, section in that, in that auction. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kelly. Right. Have a nice day. Bye. Hey, David. It's Mike DiStefano. I'm hanging here with Gordy. He's What's up, David? We miss you. Wish you were here. You are definitely missed. And we just wanted to let you know that we're thinking of you. And we have to leave you with this. This is Star Wars Prototypes. In production. Good. Thanks for coming. What an amazing turnout. Um, as the announcer said, I'm a podcaster, so I'm used to looking at a Zoom screen. Um, I have an audience of about this big, but I don't get to see them, so it's good to see your faces out there. Um, so we're here to talk about and or visual effects and special effects. We've got a team of fantastic artists waiting behind the wings here. But before we do that, before we bring them on, we're going to show a little sizzle reel here, just to show you some of the wonderful work that they achieved on uh, Series 1 of Andor. Hi David, uh, I've got a, a cosplay here, uh, Darth Talon. So, hi, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm very well. So, what's your name? My name is Zubral Q, or Mads, on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> um, and I'm cosplaying Darth Talon today. Excellent. And uh, tell me about your costume. How long did it take you to make it? Oh gosh, uh, I worked on this over the course of three or four months. Um, it's all handmade. Uh, I did order the Leku from Twilight Pam, but um, yeah, this is all an original look for Darth Talon, um, kind of based off the, um, go 
gosh, what was the... It was concept art for The Force Awakens when they were going to put Darth Talon in the movie. Oh, okay. And where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, uh, but I'm living in Scotland right now. Oh, excellent. And how's your celebration so far? Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. I got into the Ahsoka panel yesterday, and it was like the most beautiful moment of my life. I enjoyed it so much. And, and what else are you looking forward to? Oh, gosh. You know what? I am a huge cosplayer. Like, I just love cosplaying. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the day and meeting everybody and taking more photos. Um, and then I'm cosplaying Dark Grey tomorrow, which I'm also Excellent. Really Brilliant. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the celebration. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Let's check in again with Carl Reeder. David, I hope you're well. The signal on the show floor is terrible so I've not been able to do anything live so I apologize there we've just finished the collecting track hosted by Bill and Derek on all things droids and Ewoks it was fantastic we've been really enjoying all of the detail and all the info they had to share on that and um, we're just on rinse and repeat for all of the various collecting track events that are being hosted throughout the day. Hi, David. I'm with my friend Matt Hood, who is also a big Vader collector. Uh, and he's here with his son for celebration. Hi, Matt. Hi, Zia. Good to see you. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing very well. I'm even yep. better to be here. Oh, excellent. So, what's your impression of celebration so far? Celebration so far is just amazing. It's just everywhere you look, it's just the same like minded people. Everyone enjoying themselves. It's just a great buzz, great atmosphere. Just love it. Yeah. Are you looking to buy anything? No, unfortunately not. It's just uh, as much as I'd love to buy something, I save myself for those occasions. Okay. I'm a bit more targeted than that. Okay. Great. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. And now, let's grab a quick drink and join Sunday night's late night collectors hanging. Dave Quinn wants audio recording, so right now. we are currently recording. So, is, so it, is this the portion sponsored by alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, so, what's not, uh, what's not sponsored by So alcohol? you were in the middle of telling how you didn't know what Anthony Daniels would show up. So like. here's the so Anthony Daniels was our first guest in the autograph send-in section, and he starts telling a story, and his wife goes. Anthony, it's June 9.30. Our, all the fans are going to start to arrive. So he's basically like, chop, chop, get back to signing. <laughs> and he's like, well, all right. And he gets back to signing. I'm like, ah, interesting. Who wears the pants? <laughs> and he goes and signs, and she leaves. I don't have my car. And then with the story he was telling, which I will not tell publicly, <laughs> right, yeah. he goes back to telling the story, which has a hilarious punchline. I appreciate it, man. Uh, which we would not have heard at his wife continue to be in the room. <laughs> um, there's a real funny moment where you get to see Anthony as someone who is in C-3PO. just the human side of him. The story had to do with Alan Dennis and the time on the set in the 70s. And it was really cool. Like, that's the thing I love about sort of the look you get behind the scenes is you see the human side of people and the things that had the impact on them. And that's one of those moments right there. Oh, that's really cool. And I will keep that scene Yeah, you can share that with me after we're done recording. Why don't you stop? Hey, David. Uh, Well, day three over. Um, Great day. Um, uh, Yeah, it was um, exciting. It was interesting. Uh, Sold a couple of items that I wanted to get rid of. 
but I guess uh, the biggest highlight for me was uh, uh, meeting some of my uh, fellow Vader focus collectors. Uh, so that was probably a, a special moment that I will uh, cherish for a long time. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was exciting. Uh, picked up a couple of uh, Old Republic uh, posters for my daughter. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's end the day and uh, look forward to tomorrow, day four, last day. Uh, catch you later. Hi David. Um, well, this is it. Uh, celebration last day. Um, I'm currently at the uh, railway station uh, on my way there. Uh, it's about uh, 8 a.m. Um, but rainy day today in London. Um, this should take me about just over an hour uh, to to get at the venue. Uh, a couple more interviews to do. I'm looking forward to to these and then meet more friends. And uh, anyway, uh, I'll catch you later. Hey, David, it's Jonathan McWain from uh, Stafford, Virginia, near Washington, D.C., checking in with you from Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023. Um, Sorry I haven't checked in earlier, but it's been a busy show for me uh, working on the collecting track. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about some challenges we've had, um, not to be negative or anything, but our stage has been, uh, is right next to the live stage uh, for the event where a lot of the celebrities come out and they also play trailers and sort of things. So um, as someone who uh, gave a talk on the first day of celebration and has been in the room for most of the talks, it's been a real challenge uh, to the speakers. But to put a positive spin on it, um, you know, I think uh, everybody who's done it has done a great job of sort of powering through those obstacles and everything and um, hopefully some lessons learned for the organizers in terms of how to lay things out. But I caught a video of uh, Kathy Kennedy uh, coming out, so um, I'll send that to you along with this recording, and hopefully you can snag the audio off of it. Um, But if you listen to it, um, you know, it's sort of overpoweringly loud, but if you listen very carefully, you'll hear um, the part of the Lego panel in the background. It's just a short clip. So uh, anyways, hope all is well. Talk to you soon. Okay, it's Gordy, your roving reporter for Prototypes and Production. Um, see, I'm here with uh, Sarah and Kay Soto, and we're going to um, hit them with the three questions. So we'll, uh, we'll ask each question, and then I'll give you both an opportunity to answer. We'll move to the next question, if that's okay. Um, so uh, favorite moment, I'll start with uh, Sarah. I think just seeing all of my friends that I don't get to see very often, that I sometimes only just see at Celebration from all over the world, and just hanging out at Celebration and afterwards, it's just great to get together with everyone and have a good time. Excellent. So unfortunately, my answer is going to be duplicated as well because it's about seeing people, seeing all of our friends, getting to hang out with them. But it has been awesome to get to see some of the collecting panels as well. That's not unfortunate at all. I think that's why we're all here. Um, so the next one, uh, what, is, what was your favorite pickup of this year's celebration? Uh, one that I wasn't expecting, the Wicked Brick had some limited edition uh, helmet stands that were very nice. So we picked up a couple of those, and I think that was my favorite thing that we got this uh, con. 
And for me, I had to prearrange this, but I had gotten the Rogue One um, from Indonesia, the coin set from um, from Indonesia that they had exclusive for Rogue One. Um, it's it's I think thirty some coins, so that was an awesome pickup. Excellent. Those are both really cool. Uh, the last and final question, um, favorite swag item of this year's celebration? It has been a little bit tougher here to trade swag uh, I'm experiencing, but uh, let's see what you guys got. Uh, got some really wonderful London Underground-inspired things, uh, patches, pins, stickers. Um, so that's been my favorite, just all of the London Underground-inspired um, items. And for me, at least at least for us, um, the there were some tea... tea um, Mashup with uh, Star Wars, some patches that they had. So those those are really cool, just because you know London and tea they go together. Excellent. Thanks for taking the time, guys. And if you see the lady with the tea set, send her my way. I've been trying to track her down all week. Hi, David. Uh, I'm with uh, Gus Lopez, and, and we are just chatting about the Collectors Panel that he's organized. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hi. Hi, Gus. How's it going? Great. No, it's been uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. We're winding down at the end of celebration, last day, beginning yeah. of the last day. Okay. And uh, how, how, how has that been? It's been amazing. I mean, every celebration is different. Um, and uh, and this is, you know, we've done uh, collector panels at celebration since the very beginning, every single celebration. And so yeah. had a lot of great, a lot of fun, a lot of new content. Um, got to meet a lot of people many, several years at, during the pandemic. We haven't been able to do these events. So oh. it's been awesome to see everybody. What's your favorite panel? If you had Good to question. One. Yeah, it's hard to pick one. Um, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the one yesterday on oddities was really good. Um, um, you know, I, I enjoyed giving a few panels as well. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, all of them are great. They're all very different and different perspectives. Um, so I don't have, I don't think I have any single one favorite. Um, I learn a lot from other collectors, and and uh, and we really this year have a lot of new new panels, new subjects that we cover. Excellent. Yeah. And if you had to um, pick up one piece of knowledge that you picked up from these panels, a new thing that you've never heard about, what what is it? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I always see, um, I always see some obscure, like uh, you know, obscure items that that I, I didn't uh, even know about. Like Javier's panel, he had some, um, he had some non-toy items that I just vintage items that I wasn't even aware of. So yeah, I mean, always every one of the these. I mean, here you know, the thing is, Star Wars collecting is so vast, and. We have panelists who are experts in their areas, and they're going to always uncover things we didn't know about and, and st backstories to things. And uh, and so, yeah, I always learn a lot from, the, you know, no one person knows everything in this hobby, so it's always great to, to learn from these other guys. Yeah. Thank you very much, Gus. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Bye. All right, it's Gordy checking back in with you here, your roving reporter for Prototypes. And production. I'm here with Billy Galaxy, and we're going to hit him with the three questions. So, Billy, what was your uh, favorite moment of this year's celebration? I think that the most interesting moment for me was after volunteering at the ASWAC booth. One of the droid builders from the UK came over and was explaining to me how a blind gentleman had come and felt the probot that they had worked on, and that was his first time understanding the scale or the shape of the droid, even though and he was a big Star Wars fan, and, you know, the audio was obviously amazing on that, so for him to visualize that through touch and, like, just hearing that story was, you know, that, you know, that was really cool. That was the best answer to any question I've ever asked in my life. That That's tremendous. Um, your favorite pickup of this year's celebration? 
My favorite pick-up the celebration was at room sales, and I got a Japanese Meiji candy piece in the most beautiful box that I have ever seen. So I'm going to go put that in my collection. Excellent. That's a great pickup. Um, and then the final one, and I'll, I'll get, let you get back two things. Uh, favorite swag item of this year's celebration? Well, swag has become like an arms race, and it's more and more difficult to select a favorite item every year. I'd have to say the item I was most excited about receiving was completing my twin son's brewery beer patch set and getting my little Grogu. Awesome. Still trying to do that one myself. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Hey, David. Jonathan McElwain from the DC Star Wars Collecting Club, checking in from London. Thought I would share one thing, sort of a, uh, it's always uh, a little bittersweet when you're at these events and, uh, you know, missing some friends, especially friends who uh, are normally there. Uh, first celebration that I attended was Celebration 3. Uh, drug my younger brother to that. Well, I didn't drag him, but we were both fans. He's not a collector, um, although we both grew up with this stuff, certainly not active. So anyways, um, I attended that first celebration, uh, did a lot of the collecting track events. Uh, he was a really good sport about attending those. That really hooked me in and, and changed the way I collected and, um, you know, the, just approach to collecting itself, but as well as sort of getting to know people and, and so forth and sort of overcome um, my natural tendency to be introverted and to do things on my own. Uh, but anyways, um, at the next celebration, four, I really started to actually connect with other collectors and, um, you know, one of the friends I made in the hobby, I just wanted to sort of give a shout out to Mike Ritter, um, missing having him here. So uh, he and I, uh, his first celebration was Celebration 3, and he and I have uh, to date, prior to this event, attended every celebration since that, you know, within the U.S. and, and abroad. So that's, a, you know, not a huge list of people, at least among our circle of friends who have done that. So... Um, anyways, shout out to Mike, uh, you know, missing you here. Uh, you know, this is not something I ever wanted to <laughs> surpass you on, but, uh, you're certainly here in our thoughts and, um, anyways, hope to see you at the next one, Mike. All right. It's Gordy checking back in with you here for, uh, David Quinn's prototypes and production here with, uh, Gus Lopez. We're going to hit him with the three questions. So, uh, Gus, what was your favorite moment of this year's celebration? Well, I think it was very exciting when they announced the new Star Wars movies. I wasn't, I was busy and didn't see the panel where they announced it, but the news was great. And that was uh, anticipated, but uh, I think surprising to people, too, the amount of detail about new movies. Absolutely. That's the soul of all this, right? Um, so we're going to move to the second question here. What was your favorite pickup? I'm sure a lot of people would love to hear this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I got a pretty cool vintage uh, display piece, like a Cobot piece from Spain, from Javier Florencio at room sales. So that was a uh, vintage food item is always an awesome thing to pick up, especially one that's a non-U.S. one. So that was my favorite pickup. That is awesome. I think we're, uh, we're all going to be looking forward to seeing that one posted up. Um, last question. It's been a little tough this year to trade swag, but uh, we're still finding a way to make it happen. Um, this has been the hardest question for most people to answer. What was your favorite swag item of this year? It's hard to pick because, you know, a lot of them are, are very good. Uh, and, you know, um, I, I still am very partial to the second generation of the ice cream patches. Uh, and so I've very much enjoyed that set. And uh, 
and I think I think they're still like uh, among my favorites. So you know, we had them in Anaheim, but they did a new set of characters for London. So uh, that would be my top pick. Excellent. Thank you for taking a few minutes, Gus. I'll let you get back to things. Hi, David. Uh, I'm at the Collingness panel here, and I've got Thornston Greth, uh, who is going to be a speaker uh, today at uh, one of the panels. Um, hi, Thorsten. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. So, what's your uh, panel about? Um, it's about the German collectibles uh, of the late 70s and early 80s. And how's your celebration so far? Very good. It's it's always nice to catch up with, with, with friends you only see at celebrations from all over the world. So uh, yeah, this I think this is uh, the thing that uh, makes m- uh, makes me most uh, most fun of it, and it's so rewarding. Okay, great. Did you buy anything? Actually, I found uh, on the floor a very rare Trilogo figure. I'm a Trilogo collector as well, so I was I was all over the uh, over the world right on Friday. Okay, excellent, great. Thank you very much for your time, Dawson. Thanks you. All right, guys, it's Gordy checking back in here at Star Wars Celebration. We're here with Trevor Winslow, and we're going to hit him with the uh, three questions. So, Trevor, what was your favorite moment of this year's celebration? Um, I, I'd have to say I have two favorite moments. Um, one, one was doing the panel with you, Gordy, and, and Darren, uh, the Star Wars Oddities panel. Uh, that was my, my first panel uh, presenting, and um, I had a lot of fun doing it, and I think... Um, we presented some cool items that a lot of people have never seen before. Uh, the other thing that, that really kind of made Celebration special for me is uh, there's a couple of friends that uh, I've known for many years that I hadn't had the opportunity to meet uh, previously. And so um, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Jacob from Poland, uh, Michael Thornton from the UK, and Darren Wilde from the UK. Uh, really lovely guys and uh, I've known them for years and years we've chatted a lot and this is my first time getting a chance to meet them so. uh, great answers man and you know what my, my if I was to answer that question those would be this, my top two moments as well um, what was your favorite pickup this year uh, last night I went to uh, an event at the O2 um, it was a, a, a concert and signing event uh, I've never really been an autograph hunter but Biggs Dark Lighter happened to be sitting right behind me um, and so I got his autograph. Um, so that was my first autograph, and it's actually uh, my second autograph as well, too, because when the event ended, uh, we, we pulled the, his poster off the wall and found out that he had actually signed the poster that was hanging on the wall behind him. So that's, that's my favorite item. I love it, but I wouldn't get one free. Uh, last question for you, Trevor. What was your favorite swag item that you, uh, you, you received this year? Oh, without a doubt, it was uh, Michael Thornton's uh, uh, Uze R2-D2 uh, match uh, box. Um, I, I actually brought him a, a carded Uze R2-D2 uh, from America, uh, carried it in my backpack uh, for five days before we uh, met up, and I was able to hand it over to him. Um, so I, I had that with me the, the whole trip, and um, after meeting up with him and handing that off, I now have his matches to bring home with me. That is the perfect pairing and the perfect way to wrap this up. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes, Trevor. Thanks, Gordy. And here's Trevor Wenzel checking out an extremely rare Star Wars bootleg. I was sitting here with uh, Jakub from Poland, Darren Wilde from the UK, uh, Henrik from Germany, and uh, Darren's niece. And Darren's showing us some of the rarest Polish bootlegs that have ever been seen. Um, 
what, what is quite possibly uh, the only known poker cape Darth Vader figure. No, three known. Three known. Yes. Okay, one one of three known poker cape Darth Vader figures, and uh, we're examining them right now. Uh, it's quite exciting because well, we've never had the opportunity to see these things before. Hello there. Hi. Hi. Where are you from? Italy, from Palermo in Sicily. Okay, so what's your name? Eddie. Eddie. Yes. So, how's your celebration so far? Well, it's like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is this your first time here? Yes, my first time. Okay, and uh, what did you do uh, in the last few days? Um, we just spent a couple of days in London and then we are here. Um, it's our first time because uh, usually the Star Wars celebration is in the United States. Right. So this time is in Europe, so we are here. We are Excellent. And, and what's your favorite character? Anakin Skywalker. Oh, okay. And uh, have you been to any of the, of the panels? Sorry? Have you been to any of the panels? No, not yet. Okay. Great, great. And what are you looking forward to for the rest of the day? Uh, I don't know. Just what counts. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It's Gordy back again, your roving reporter for Prototypes and Production. Here with Darren Thomas. We're going to hit him with the three questions. Darren, what was your favorite uh, celebration moment this year? Uh, I think, Gordy, you were part of it too, so it was the panel that I did with uh, you and Trevor on uh, Star Wars Oddities last night. Um, we all had our family here as well, which made it extra special, but we also got such a warm reception afterwards that, uh, by a long stretch, that was the highlight. I definitely agree. That was the highlight of my, uh, my show as well. Um, what was your, uh, your favorite pickup at the celebration? Uh, favorite pickup, actually, I'm in uh, the software business, and I released a, um, a pre-release, actually, which is interesting for our prototypes um, podcast here but I did a pre-release of software that had a code name of Project 1138 um, and I managed to pick up a piece of uh, Prisoner um, Cell Block 1138 um, here at the show framed so that's going to hang in the office that is excellent excellent so your office is going to become your cell block I love it and um, your favorite piece of swag this year uh, that's a tough one, so I'm going to answer two. Uh, the first was the um, American Collecting Club's um, patch set that was uh, put together, the, uh, the puzzle patch. And then um, equal to that, Gordy, is uh, the piece from you, the, uh, the Rancor Keeper. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, thanks for taking a couple of minutes, and I'll let you get back to it. Hi, David. I'm with uh, Chris uh, Jogolius here. Hi, Chris. Hey, Zia. How's it going? Very well. So tell me, how's your celebration? Um, exhausting as usual part yeah. of the collecting track we have a lot to do I have a lot to do beforehand um, getting all the giveaways created and delivered and and um, in here in the back room most of the time right. getting everything sorted out but it's going well you know everybody's here good times did you manage to see any of the celebrations events I, I didn't see any official events I saw one of our collecting track presentations I did a couple myself right and other than that we just kind of milled around with my wife on the dealer stalls and, and whatnot and uh, what did you present I did uh, my first one I did uh, the history of the rocket firing Boba Fett which I had previously done in Anaheim with Jim Swearingen from Kenner so uh, we did that one again that went really well that was and a very then, good one actually I love that one thank you thank you we had a lot of good response on it uh, in Anaheim so uh, it, it made sense to repeat it here for a new crowd and I also did one on it's called Tunisian Pickers I did that with Gus Lopez it was about a, a collecting trip we did in 
back in 1999 of uh, getting stuff from um, from Tunisia. Scavenging the desert. Scavenging the desert, yeah. So that went really well. I had a lot of good response right. to that one too. Excellent. Great. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Hey, it's Gordy, a roving reporter here for uh, David Quinn's podcast, Prototypes. Then production. I'm standing here with Kevin Lentz, and we're going to hit him with the three questions. So, uh, Kevin, what was your favorite celebration moment? I think the coolest thing has been uh, when Sean Crawford, the actor who played Yak Face, came to collecting track yesterday because he heard we had a Yak Face medallion as part of our giveaways, and we were able to get him one of those and take a picture of him and Tony. That, that is an awesome, awesome, awesome moment that I didn't even know about until just now. <laughs> um, so what was your favorite pickup this, uh, this year? I have literally bought nothing so far. So um, I'm really just hanging out with people, having fun. I don't think that's a pickup, but that's all I got. Well, in that case, maybe you'll pick up the tab tonight, right? <laughs> um, last question. What was your favorite swag item of this year's celebration? I really love the... Um, the, the Uze matchbook that, uh, or matchbox because the lightsaber on the Uze R2-D2 looks like, a, looks like a matchstick that was given out by Will and uh, Michael Peters. Michael Peters, yeah, thank you. That's, oh, that's, that's just a really cool item. One of my favorites. Well, thanks for taking a couple seconds, man. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hi, David. Uh, well, this is it. Uh, just come out of the uh, exhibition center. Uh, celebration over for me. Um, fantastic four days. Really enjoyed it. Um, very tired. Uh, just heading home um, via the station. So um, I'll speak to you sometime soon. Bye. This is Dan Uthman again. By some miracle of science, I am back home on the west coast of the United States after waking up the same day in London. Um, and before I check in for the evening and see how this sleep goes, I wanted to say a few final words about celebration. Um, in terms of what made this celebration memorable and special for me, I'd never been to a celebration where you could visit Star Wars filming locations just by hopping on a subway train. That was kind of amazing. I think also what made it memorable was by building in as much time, uh, flexible time as I could, <clears throat> while still attending one or two panels each day that most interested me. I had great conversations with people who make Star Wars toys and people who make Star Wars television number of those cases that even mean Star Wars actors. So shout out to Emily and Eric from Hasbro, Aiden Cook, Denise Goff, Paul Casey, Dave Chapman, Matt Denton, Carl Weathers, and Luke Hall. All those people um, really made my weekend um, on site with um, some pretty uh, surprising uh, conversations. <clears throat> so what I think made this celebration unique from any other Star Wars convention I've attended was, um, well, this wasn't unique compared to past celebrations, but it was a little bit different. I think partly because this was outside the U.S. and partly because the U.S. collecting groups merged as one for a booth in the show floor, partly because the collecting track keeps thriving as a celebration, kind of connective tissue, and 
Partly because there weren't a lot of hotels nearby, collectors from all parts of the U.S. and Europe really stuck together in a big group. Um, Every single night by 9 p.m., there were 30 to 40 collectors in the lobby and bar of my hotel, and they tended to be there for four hours. And even if you didn't cross paths during the day, you knew you were going to at night. So that was pretty great um, and I think fairly unique, Um, just sort of a function of the circumstances of the event and the location. So um, what was my favorite moment? Um, I had a few uh, talking for 10 minutes with uh, Luke Hull, who's the production designer of Andor. I had never seen this guy until his panel, and then I spotted him on the show floor um, like 30 or 45 minutes afterwards. That was a thrill. And two days earlier, I'd visited three indoor film locations that he had chosen and redesigned. So that gave us something really uh, meaningful to talk about. <clears throat> Another um, favorite moment was helping two moms from two different countries dig through a bit of loose vintage Star Wars action figures so they could take some home to their sons. Um, showing them the difference between a painted face and molded face Maydine and a painted boots and molded boots Hoth Rebel Soldier was, was pretty fun. Um, and finally, on the last day discussing, uh, finally, like, on the last day, I think it was, I don't know, three hours before the show ended, I was doing a uh, patch handing out shift at the uh, American Star Wars Collectors Club uh, booth, <clears throat> and I found myself discussing and comparing homemade in-hand spreadsheet-driven celebration itinerary tools with Michael Stewart and Ross Cuddy. Um, that might sound weird, and, and it is a little weird, but there's something about it that is quintessential celebration on multiple levels. I love the amount of information I can get on a two-sided, laminated, color-coded card like you see on football sidelines, but Michael's is notable for its thoroughness, and Ross's fits on a single phone screen, works on or offline, has embedded links to more resources, and has a rank order of priorities, so that was really impressive. Um, and I guess the last thing... Um, you know, advice for someone who's going to their f- celebration for the first time. This was a challenging event to navigate. Um, one reason was they sold 225% more tickets this time than they did in 2016 in London. Um, and they were in the same venue. And they used, I mean, if you looked at these empty halls that were on the western end of the building or western half of the building... It was like, I would say, 40 to 50% of the building was just being unused. Um, And frankly, it wasn't a great look. Um, These were, as I used this word with another collector, it led to a very dystopian um, environment at times, depending where you were in the building. Um, But anyway, uh, if you're going to go to Celebration for the first time, um, here's my advice. Go more than one day. Ideally for all of it, every day, whether it's three days, four days, whatever. Um, Go more than one day, but certainly you need to go at least two. Um, There's like a getting bearings aspect of this event, um, which is unfortunate considering what people pay. Um, I think the communication pre-event could be a lot better. It really is up to the convention goer to do their homework. It's not really laid out for you. Um, But that getting your bearings really eats into your time. Um, no matter how much you have prepared. So having, you know, I don't know, 20% of your first day uh, 
tied up in morning cues and getting your bearings is, is not, um, not a great experience. The other thing I would say is um, talk to strangers. Um, I did a ton of that this celebration, and I tend to be kind of a wordy guy anyway, but, I mean, you'll inevitably be in a queue with a, at least once a day, possibly two times or more. Um, so talk to the folks who are standing with you. They don't bite even if they're cosplaying Dark Ray or something um, or Rancor or whatever. <laughs> um and you have multiple things in common with them from the start. So talk to strangers. You will you will make new friends, possibly lifelong ones. It just that's, it happens. Uh, I think it happened to me this weekend. So, <clears throat> and then finally, like again, I sort of allude, was alluding to this with the um, kind of like legwork it takes to get ready for celebration and get your bearings. But celebration it really is is what you make it. Um, you need to think about it a lot as it approaches. You should join the largest Facebook groups for celebration and stay up on the event website. Um, since you can't really count on the most pertinent information to be served up to you, even though it should be. And think about your priorities and wishes in advance without getting your hopes too high. And I think you'll maximize your experience. So I feel like I did celebration 2023. I can't really promise that I'm going to make it to Japan. Uh, it comes at a pretty busy time of the school year for my kids. Um, and I think if we go to Japan, it's going to be a family trip. So TBD, but we have almost 24 months. We essentially do have 24 months to figure that out. So anyway, um, love being a part of this. Love being a part of Celebration. Uh, and until next time, may the force be with you. Hey David, it's Mike DiStefano. Celebration number 11 is in the books and my first international celebration. This celebration had a very different feel with the opportunity to work with official picks to assist with the send-in items and pre-order autographs. There were so many micro moments in this celebration that filled up the cup little by little over the weekend. Many of those moments were from our interactions with the autograph signers and after hours, as I had very little time on the floor each day. I'd like to share a few here and then the way I closed out the show. I'll start with the pre-show. We arrived early on Thursday for setup, but the autograph hall was still being constructed, so we had quite a bit of time to sit in the back of the arena, catching up, and I was there with Chris Wyman and Chris Logley. Once the room was set up, we set about feverishly unboxing the many items that were transported to London by the official pick staff. We were not sure if we would have anyone want to sign early before the show started, so we worked on prepping just in case. During all of that, Mark Cox, who rounded out our quartet, arrived, and having never met him, we quickly became friends. Mark was the team motivator, comedic relief, and general all-around good guy to be around. We closed out Thursday night with a dinner, reconnecting with other friends that had arrived in town. On Friday morning, that was quite a different story as we hit the ground running with the signings. We also quickly learned that we were immediately behind the live stage and found out just how loud the fans could be. We could not always hear who the guest was or what they were saying, but the louder the cheer, the more popular the guests were. It's worth noting that there's an amazing Mandalorian Armorer's Forge set as the main interview area of the live stage. It was brilliantly done. 
Our first signer on Friday was Anthony Daniels. He was in a wonderful mood and is a professional at these signings. He arrived with his wife with him, and as he was signing, he answered our questions and shared some stories from being on set. During one of the stories, his wife reminded him that he needs to keep signing as the guests were going to start to arrive in the next half hour, and he should be out there to greet them. So he stopped telling the story midway through and went back to signing. A few moments later, after his wife left our area, he quickly resumed telling the story again about Sir Alec Guinness involving David Prowse that was quite funny. Over the rest of the day on Friday, we completed about a half dozen other signings, which included Ian McDermott, Dennis Lawson, Brian Herring were all in that batch. Saturday was a beast in terms of going nonstop from the time Katie Sackhoff came in to sign. She is a lovely person and fan who lived up to everything we ever hear about her. At Chris Logley's idea, I was able to share with her the twin sons brew crew patch that I had done, which was a Bo-Katan, and she had the biggest smile on her face from receiving this. Definitely a favorite moment from the four days is this seeing her fandom as a star of the show intersect with the fandom of the fans. From there, we didn't have a break until 4 o'clock that day with nonstop signings that included D. Bradley Baker, more on him a little later, Tim Rose, Andy Circus. that one was pretty cool. Gwendolyn Christie uh, was one of the ones that was a big fanboy moment for me, uh, being a huge fan of her role in Game of Thrones. At the end of the day, we got word Ewan McGregor would be our first guest in the morning, so we prepped for him so we were ready to go. Sunday was a really fun initial signing with Ewing. We had him for an hour signing all the great images from the movies he was in, also including Kenobi. During all of this, I noticed on his uh, left forearm he had a scarf tattoo. As we were chatting after the signing was done, I asked him what the inspiration was for it. He said it's quite a long story, and as he was getting ready to go to his next event, as his handlers were ushering him along, he then came over and shared the entire story with with me, which seemed like a good five minutes. It was a very personal story to him that has deep meaning and was wonderful to hear just exactly what the inspiration was. In short, it was his daughter and how the tattoo became part of healing a tricky time in the relationship. This moment is why I am so appreciative of the, have the opportunity that I did this trip. Seeing the genuine human being that Ewan is in the moment and the vulnerability of that story was a true highlight. Having three daughters of my own, it resonated on that level. He connected with his two daughters over that tattoo. Other signings that day included Robert Watts, who I hadn't seen since Celebration 5 or 6 in Orlando. So good to reconnect with him. Matt Lantour, where we had a detour of a conversation surrounding his time on TV show 90210. Sean Crawford, who is another actor, a genuine fan of Star Wars and loves interacting with the fan. We had a lovely conversation with Sean for about 30 minutes as we traded some yak face swag and shared stories about the best parts of Star Wars from each of our perspectives. The day ended with Gus Fring, I mean Moff Gideon. Now I mean, of course, I'm referring to Giancarlo Esposito to round out our signings. Somewhere in between super excited to meet him and so afraid he would disappoint in the actual interaction. Happy to say there was no disappointment. He was a professional, courteous, and even chatted Breaking Bad with us for a bit. 
What was fun from our time with Giancarlo is at the end we took photos with him where we took multiple photos. He changed his expression from the serious bad guy actor he excels at playing to the last photo where he had a huge, genuine smile on his face. The funny thing I later heard about him is that he is crazy positive to his fans in line and even had them doing calisthenics at one point. On Sunday, I darted up to the restroom uh, midday where we had access without going out of the hall. So a lot easier to just go up the back stairs. It's near the press room and one of the areas that many celebrities used. In that hallway, I would cross paths with a number of them. I would say hello or good morning as they walked by and we would do the same. On this trip upstairs, I followed Dee Bradley Baker with both of us making a beeline to the bathroom. As we turned the corner, there was Eunice, the guy who plays Chewbacca, in there as well. So we're all in line going to the bathroom. As I washed my hands, Dee came over, and I decided just this one time, I'm going to not listen to that voice in my head that says, don't ask him a question as you're in the bathroom, because that would be weird, and just went for it. I asked him, of all the characters that he does the voices for, how does he keep them all straight? Uh, we had a wonderful chat surrounding that and which characters were his favorite and, and the difficulties in doing certain voices. But he credited the writers for writing such good dialogue that made it easier for him to do. He did mention about Wrecker being the hardest one to do because of the strain it puts on his voice. But as we were walking down a little bit more, he gave me a couple lines in the Wrecker voice, which was great to hear. and kind of made that really cool moment that you can get at a celebration. And just another little micro moment that really added to what was a great three days at that point. On Monday, we had to wrap up all the signers, which had some big ones in there. We started with Hayden Christensen and then jumped into Rosario Dawson, which were the two biggest of the day. We were able to complete both of them in the morning as Hayden had the most stuff of anybody we had signed over the four days. I've had the chance to meet him at multiple celebrations and still marvel at the soft-spoken nature he has and the lack of Dave Prowl's physical presence, and yet Hayden still pulled off Darth Vader so well. Rosario was dressed to the nines and was lighthearted and had some fun seeing the Ahsoka photos she was signing, especially when she came in with the ones with Grogu on them. As we were running on fumes at this point, we still had to pack up the items, and I was hitting a big wall. Around 7 o'clock on Monday, I needed to shut it down and get off my feet and go get something to eat. I knew some friends from the Midwestern and Florida clubs were about a block away, so I took a short walk there to see if I could catch up with them and share a meal. I was in luck and had time to sit down and catch up on the stories and thoughts on the next celebration location, which is Japan. That news dropped earlier in the day. My initial reaction was, ugh, not returning to America, which was the expectation, but to take it to the other side of the globe, most likely a no for me. After hearing different opinions on it, I found myself a little less dismissive. I love the influence we as collectors and friends can have on each other. I asked people what their favorite moment of the day was at dinner, and there was a lot of just looking around and saying, moments like right now where we have a chance to just sit down and connect as friends and we could come together. It really was a recurring theme throughout the weekend when you'd ask most people with that question. 
rested and refueled on the stroll back. We stopped by the Novotel to see about some last night patch trading and say a few more goodbyes. It was a nice surprise to run into Ross Barr and his family and hear them recount their stories of high tea in London that they experienced. After about 45 minutes, a few of us broke off and said a few more goodbyes uh, as we walked back to the bus stop, and then I proceeded to finish the walk back for the last seven or so minutes to my hotel. What was missing was the feeling of finality that often comes with great times that become memories. This was ending. It was different. It didn't feel like other celebrations where we were saying goodbye, and that speaks to the bonds that we have been formed over the years, that our friendships intersect more often, and we find ways to stay connected. As I took that walk for those last few minutes, coming up on my hotel, and it's about 10.30 now on Monday, I thought maybe I'll just pop in to the bar at the hotel across the street where my new British friend Mark Cox was staying. More luck was with me as he was there with his wife and several other new friends that I made. I do find the British attendees to be wonderfully people, and I'm thankful for all their hospitality. After a few minutes, I departed as they were debating the top five beers they prefer as I walked away and could listen to them talk about which one was the best. On the following morning, so we're on Tuesday now, I made arrangements to share an Uber with Timothy and Sarah Arns, and we had bonus time to catch up and deepen our friendship. I loved hearing about their camping excursions in Scotland, and we continued discussions and perspectives on the convention through breakfast at the airport right up to our gate's departure. Celebration is a gift, and after 11 of them, I love that we can still have that effect. Here's a few other fun micro moments from the weekend. Gordy Owens wins the T-shirt of the show prize for his vintage and modern shirts his family sported. This made me smile. Sunday, during a quick break, I darted over to the collecting track and ducked in to sit on the floor and catch up with Tom Stewart and Daryl Whitlow for a few moments. Seeing and getting a photo with Carl Weathers on the last day when we asked him to come back to the area again and we missed getting a photo with him. Thank you to Mark Cox for winning the arm wrestling contest to get him to come in. Joking on that, but we had to have a photo with the high magistrate. That will always be Apollo Creed first to me because of growing up in Philadelphia. Mike Quinn is a wonderful guy, nine numb. Um, as I had reason to visit him at a signing booth in between fan visits, generally nice person that we kept crossing paths over and over throughout the weekend, up to and including the hotel visit on my vi- way back to say goodbye to Mark Cox. Very fan friendly. And Matthew Wood was asked to sign a fig pin of General Grievous. But not just with his name, but quote and character as well. There is so little room on this pin to sign anything, but he figured it out and nailed it. I have some hilarious real-time captures of him trying to figure out where in the world to sign on this pin, uh, which is priceless to see those reactions and how he figured it, just how to pull it off. So lots of many individual moments at celebration, very different than any that I've had before, quite like this. But as I've now had a couple days to reflect on being at Celebration Europe in 2023, Japan is looking more and more like a go. And not even 48 hours, I was thinking, no way I'm going to Japan for it. Somehow, celebrations have that effect on you. And that all the relationships and fan moments that we had uh, 
really drive home the special thing about celebration. So that was a trip through the weekend of the 2023 Star Wars Celebration London Convention. This episode simply wouldn't have happened if not for the kindness of our friends. They took time out from their trip to record their thoughts throughout Celebration. And they stopped to record conversations with our fellow collectors, cosplayers, panel hosts, attendees, and Star Wars fans. My sincerest thanks to Bill Cable, Mike DiStefano, Jonathan McElwain, Narayan Nike, Gordy Owen, Carl Reeder, Zia Resvi, Dan Uthman, and Trevor Wenzel. I hope this episode serves to be a nice audio scrapbook for you of a truly memorable event. And I'd like to thank our friends who joined them for quick recorded chats. Kenobi Wenzel, Uma Wenzel, Seven Sister Julie, Timothy and Jeremy from France, Matthias from Germany, Jim Swearingen, Ben Potter, Ian Sanderson, Mandalorian cosplayer Slan and Michelle, Paul Nunnery, Ahsoka cosplayer Christina, Jean-Francois Roland, Duncan Jenkins, Javier Florencio, Kelly McLean, Zoo Girl Q, Matt Hood, Sarah and Quesado, Gus Lopez, Billy Galaxy, Thorsten Greth, Eddie from Italy, Darren Thomas, Chris Dragulius, and Kevin Lentz. Thank you for being a part of this episode. The end of celebration is bittersweet. It means once again saying goodbye to those we've met through our shared love of Star Wars and of collecting. It's a farewell to the place to which we've traveled and called home for the past few days. And it's a parting with those who share our passion for the world George Lucas created almost 50 years ago. Those who continue to play in that galactic sandbox and those for whom Star Wars is more than a simple story on screen. But celebration always ends with hope. It looks to the future, to the next time we'll all come together for a multi-day convention and to celebrate the franchise in countless ways, all fun, creative, educational, and exciting. And with the announcement of the next celebration, we await for the adventure 2025 will bring in Japan. That's right, Star Wars Celebration Japan in 2025. But until then, we have many more adventures ahead of us on Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Production.